following message is from Narrative Church, a Lutheran church located in Williamson County, Texas. For more information, go to www.narrative.church. Our reading this morning is the same reading, but from Luke 8, from Scripture. But Jesus said, someone touched me, touched me, for I perceive that power has gone out from me. And when the woman saw she was not hidden, she came trembling, falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him. And now she and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone from the ruler's house came and said, your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher anymore. But Jesus, on hearing this, answered him, Do not fear, only believe, and she will be well. And when he came to the house, he allowed no one to enter with him except Peter, John, and James, and the father and mother of the child, and all were weeping and mourning for her. But he said, Do not weep, for she is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him, knowing she was dead. But taking her by the hand, he called, saying, Child, arise. And her spirit returned, and she got up at once, and he directed that something should be given to her to eat. And her parents were amazed, but he charged them to tell no one what had happened. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I want you to take a couple minutes, turn around to the people you came with this morning. If you're sitting in your living room, get together with the people on the couch. If you're on your own in your living room, pull out a sheet of paper, write it down. I want you to think about the last time you were in a rush and felt inconvenienced by something that slowed you down. So the last time you were in a rush, but were inconvenienced by something that slowed you down. Go ahead and take a couple minutes and talk about that. All right, so a time you were inconvenienced that I want you to hold on to that feeling of when you needed to be somewhere and something stopped you. As June and I talked, you know, we share experiences of, you know, other people showing up late or like, just like, oh, we had this plan and now it's fallen apart. And what I want to look at this story today is there are two, two things happening here. There's the extraordinary and then the very ordinary. That in this story, we have extraordinary healings that happen in the midst of very ordinary things. So you have this little girl, the daughter of Jairus, who is sick. And he is a man of influence. And so if you think about it, a man of influence, he has probably burned every other favor, every other avenue. He has looked everywhere to find healing for his daughter, but he knows that there's this teacher in town that people have said can do miraculous things. Sometimes we read scripture and we put it in this realm of, of fantasy where we go, oh yeah, well, that just happened back then. 
So, of course, he would think, oh, I'm going to go talk to Jesus. I want you to bring this a little bit into the ordinary to go, this man whose daughter was sick, who nothing could help, said, let's bring in this guy who's walking around the countryside teaching about God. That was his grand plan. And so he runs out of his house. He runs and finds Jesus. And this is not the day of find my iPhone. This is not the day of when you can call someone and say, where are you? I hate to say it, but I am the tail end of generations that remember having to wait and just hope someone showed up where they were supposed to be. That's, it's gone. Now you just text or you call. But we've got to take ourselves out of that to be like, yeah, Jairus is going to find Jesus, but he just goes, well, I heard he's been teaching at the temple. So he just runs to the temple, hoping Jesus will be there. And he finds Jesus and says, my daughter is sick. And Jesus says, good, let's go. Let's deal with that. Let's take care of it. Could you imagine his <laughs> deep breath? That when he finds Jesus and says, my daughter is sick, can you come heal her? And Jesus says, let's get on that. Let's, let's drop everything else and let's go. And so here's the teacher walking alongside of him, the disciples forming an offensive line, trying to block people out of the way. The teacher needs to get to this sick girl. He doesn't have time for your little thing. Listen, Pharisees, no questions right now. We got a girl to take care of. And they are pushing their way through the crowd. And as they're pushing through, a woman who has struggled with sickness for over 12 years, who has come to see Jesus, she sees the importance of where they're going, and she remembers the promise from Malachi that says the Messiah will come with healing in his wings. The prayer shawls that um, Jewish folks wore at that time there are these knots and tassels on them. And there were certain tassels that were called the wings. They were the wings of this prayer shawl. And so when it says that she reached out to touch his tassel to grab that one thing, what she is remembering is the promise from Scripture that there will be healing in his wings. Again, here is this ordinary moment, but this extremely weird, extraordinary way in which she understands it. And she says, if only I reach out and touch it, I will be healed. And she reaches out and touches it and is healed. And Jesus stops. And two things happen, right? First, Jairus goes, excuse me, we got somewhere to be. Why are you stopping? And the woman, I'm sure, has a heart attack. Because as soon as she touches Jesus, he stops and says, someone touched me. I felt power go out of me. In the midst of bringing the teacher to his daughter, Jesus has now stopped stone cold to address the crowd. 
And as he does that, Jairus must just be going, what are we doing? But Jesus stops and says, power has gone out from me. And the woman said, it was me. I was in so much fear, so much distress. I just reached out to touch you. And Jesus looks at her with compassion and says, your faith has healed you. And almost as if on cue, a servant from the household of Jairus shows up and says, don't bother the teacher. She's passed. Could you imagine in that moment, Jairus just going, my miracle has been taken. I can't imagine what a father would be feeling, not only the heartache, the frustration, and Jesus turns and with compassion says, don't worry. Don't worry. We're going to heal your daughter. He gets to the house and everyone, can, can you imagine this moment? He says, don't worry, she's just asleep. People who are mourning. And these are his disciples and the parents of the daughter. These aren't some people just hanging on the edge of the room. These are the core people laugh because they know she's dead. And Jesus reaches down and says, child, wake up. And she does. And he says, get her something to eat. You see, the extraordinary things that are happening here are these healings. There is a woman who has been sick for 12 years no one can help her. And she says, I will go to the teacher. And when I can't get to him, I will just trust that he is who he says he is. And I will reach out and touch and I will be healed. And she is a miracle. There is a little girl who has died. And I love how the Jesus Storybook Bible says it. It says, and, she, and Jesus reached into death. And brought her back. I don't know about all of you, but recently I have not raised someone from the dead. That's pretty miraculous. And it is amazing to look and say, we follow a Savior who would care so deeply about the world that he would mend it. Right, that ending of the storybook Bible where it says, this was God's plan to mend the world. That as Jesus is on the road to the cross, he wouldn't simply say, listen, you're going to die anyways. Don't worry about it. No, he comes in and he says, listen, I want to mend the things that are broken. I want to heal those who are suffering. Even as I go for your salvation, you right now matter to me. And so we have an extraordinary supernatural God who comes and mends 
everyday things. And it would be easy for us then as a people to say, well, we want the miraculous. We want that. So what is the process then for how do we get the miraculous? And we look and we say, okay, Jesus looks at the woman and says, your faith has healed you. So, okay, we got to get more faith. And if we get more faith, then we can be healed. And listen, I've been in places where people have looked at others and said, well, only if you had a little more faith. And listen, you want to watch me slap someone? Say that to someone who's sick in front of me. Because what happens to us is we look and we say, oh, if we want the miracle, we just need a little more faith. But you see, these people are people who are at the end of their rope. They're not people who have said, man, I did my Bible study this morning, and then I prayed this afternoon, and so I was ready. And then I came to Jesus, and I said, Jesus, let me open, you know, my, my super faith shirt here. You'll see my superwoman underneath, superwoman of faith. And now you're going to heal me. Boom. You know, I'm taken care of. These were people who had nowhere else to go. And all they had to fall back on was the promise of who Jesus said he was. The extraordinary work that Jesus did, he could do. When he looks at the woman and says, your faith has healed you, he's not saying that massive amount of faith, you, you spent some of that today, and so that heals you. You start you know, putting back in the piggy bank. No, he's saying, listen, there is an unending well of faith, which I have given to you that you would just look at me and say, the Messiah comes with healing in his wings. So all I have to do is touch the wings. What she is doing in that physical moment is confessing who Jesus is. She is saying, I can be healed because you are the Messiah. Jairus, this man, this powerful man, running to the teacher when his daughter is sick and in need of healing is his confession that Jesus is, has authority from God. Faith is not about saying, if only I had more. It's falling back and saying, I have nothing, but I trust who Jesus is. I wish I could give you a formula that when you or a loved one is sick, you could pray the right prayer, you could say the right things, and they are healed. But we know even in Scripture, people who follow God have endings that we would not have scripted. Look at Jesus himself. He goes to the cross for us. He suffers and dies for us. There are extraordinary things that happen in this story. But what I love is the ordinary. A father who wants help for his daughter, trusts that Jesus is who he says he is. A woman who has been sick for years trusts that Jesus is who he says he is. And there might even be a little something you miss here at the end. Jesus calls back the daughter and then says, get her something to eat. Why? Because he's ghost busting. 
He's going, listen, she's, I'm not calling back her spirit, and here's her spirit. Like, no, give her something to eat. A ghost does not eat food, does not get hungry. Let me show you. Boom. Let's just get rid of this whole ghost idea. I have raised this girl, this very ordinary thing. You know, have a Snickers is proof that you're alive. Jesus does a very ordinary thing to be like, I've healed her. She's hungry. Now all I have running around in my head is this commercial with Jesus walking up to the girl, girl and oh, you look pretty dead, hungry. Have a Snickers? Jesus works miraculous things in everyday ways. But so many times our eyes are so focused on what he will say are signs and wonders. And in fact, in another place where he heals someone else, he looks and he says, you foolish generation, you demand signs and wonders. And so often we look and we say, Lord, I want signs and wonders. And he's saying, I am with you right now. Your faith has healed you. That gift of the Holy Spirit that we somehow confess through him that Jesus is Lord is the healing given to us. I will never negate and say that Jesus isn't going to show up in some miraculous ways. He is God. I am not. What we talk about is the hidden God and the revealed God. So the revealed God is what we read about God, about Jesus in Scripture, what he tells us about who he is. The hidden God is that which we don't know because he is God. Listen, this is the guy who created dolphins. I'm pretty sure he's unknowable. But what I do know of him is that he promises that in faith we find peace, we find strength, we find healing. And that he cares enough that he doesn't just want to zap us up to some eternal plane. He wants to say, listen, I made my creation and I want to mend it. And he'll even invite us to be a part of that. In your life right now, there are places that need mending. There are places that you feel hopeless, you feel far away. There are people you love who you don't know how they're doing. There are situations at work, at home, at school that you don't know how anything could possibly change. And in the midst of it, I give you the encouragement of two everyday people, a father and a frail old woman who did all they knew how to do, which was run to Jesus. The God who created the universe sent his son for us, and there is healing in his wings. He is the God who reaches down into death and gives us new life. And it's not just about some day when we die. It is about right now.
to leave today encouraged that your faith is healing you because of the work of Jesus for you. Let's pray. Lord, we give you thanks that the scripture is full of stories of everyday people with an extraordinary God. Lord, we would ask to let us know you more fully. But Lord, let us rejoice that there are ways that are hidden from us. Lord, I pray that you would come and mend relationships, physical ailments, heartache. Be the great mender that we need. Let us look to you with unflinching faith that reaches out to touch the wing of your shawl. Lord, that reaches out when we are at our wit's end and says we need the Savior to come and heal. Pray this all in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.